Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reimbold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprophet.com. That's cradle at jewishprophet.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Duggard. Well, uh, let, let's let's go on into this thing. Are you are you learning anything? Amen. Are you seeing how the fact of it is because it is written in the volume of the book? All we needed to be smart enough was what to have found where it was written. But that lies in the ostapoth of the hands of the prophets. And we bring this stuff forth in its season and in its time that you might understand. That you might be able, you know, you, you know I could feel the, the anointing shift in the afternoon service. I could feel it shift when we got into this thing all of a sudden about the visitation, about the fact that, it, it, you know, it comes, but it doesn't come every day or every century or ever whatever. Only certain and appointed times that God sends forth these visitations. And in the, in, by the anointing in the Spirit, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, spirits begin to light up all over this room. All of a sudden, it was like, oh, I understand now. I understand. He's passing by. The anointed of God is passing by. My place is to give everybody the same opportunity that you've had. My place is to preach this, but it's not my place to make your decision. That's your place. So in, and in you making the wrong decision, oh yeah, it makes me, it makes me, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I go, man, I, it's close. But it just didn't happen, did it? But you see, then I just go to the next city. City after city after city, this visitation is coming. And out of the multitudes of millions in some case, or a million and a half, or whatever the world a city may have in it, 30 or 40 people seem to show up. But you want to know something? That's not discouraging. Because I have preached to the multitudes, all right? It's not discouraging because I'm going to tell you what I know. Right now, God is looking for the use out here so we can go back and get the rest. And I know that. I know that. As I said, God's not going to, God's not going to miss using anybody that wants to be used. Now, if you don't want to be used, that's fine. That, you know, that's the whole story it is. That's your problem. But, but it's going to take you to be able to do what? I can't do all this. That's the reason, again, we're planting these fellowships, believing God to do what? Multiply to them, teach the leaders, and teach the people in the fellowships. Let's go to Isaiah 66. Isaiah 66. Oh, I'll tell you what, God's good. He is so good. Isaiah 66, 7 and 8. Now, we have got into this once before, but it's, it, it, it needs to be talked about tonight. Isaiah 66, 
seventh verse. Before she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she was delivered of a man-child. Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such a thing? Shall the earth make to be brought forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Prophetically, Zion is getting ready to travail. In a day, there will be such a nation be born that it will be unbelievable to the world. As I said, and we won't go into the Scriptures, we've gone into them before, the greatest exodus that's ever to be taken place or will ever take place on this earth is being formulated right now, this night, in this room. You look around and you say, well, how is this going to happen? It's in the hands of God. It is written in the volume of the book. God will bring it forth in his time and his hour. My place is to bring you forth so you can bring them forth. Now, I've said that twice, at least twice, maybe three times, before we even get into this message this evening. But God has the plan. He's got the master plan. The only thing that you and I can do is monkey it up, mess it up, miss God. But I'm going to tell you one thing. We won't have missed the visitation, will we? Huh? But as we go, if you remember and go back early on when we started having these meetings here, I began to talk about this army that God was going to bring forth. I began to talk about how the church and how especially the Pentecostals and the Charismatics all would like to start out being a general. You remember? Hmm? And how that you've got to understand before you can be a general, you have to be a private. You have to learn to serve. Elisha served Elijah. Some of you, and maybe most of you in this room, has never served anything or anybody. You have to learn to serve. You have to learn to follow. You have to learn to take orders. Oh, my. You have to learn to do what you're told to do. One time I had a minister uh, come and, uh, and do a, a meeting for me years ago. And his whole thing was you have to be like a soldier. When a soldier is told to do something, he says, yes, sir, and goes and does it. If you're a soldier in the army of God, you've got to be quick to, when he speaks or speaks out of the mouth of the prophet, yes, sir, and go do it. But you see, that's not what we got today. We don't have an army. We have a fragmented bunch of troops running out here trying to figure out which way's up and which way's down and, and trying to, you know, well, I, sh I should be leading, I should be doing this, and I should be doing that. Just be happy you're in the army. Okay? Everybody has a part. Everybody has a part to play. I think, I think one of the hardest things, brothers and sisters, is to find that part. Accept that part. And don't try to promote yourself into another part. And we, we will probably, I, I'm, I haven't got any indication, we'll probably have a quarterly when probably this prophet will be put under anointing to tell some of you where those parts are at. 
Some of you are going to be happy, and some of you are going to probably downright be aggravated or mad. Because too many of us are trying to be places and in some of these offices we don't belong in. And you're, you, must, you must understand that. Are there going to be prophets in this organization? Absolutely there will be. There will be apostles in this organization. There will be pastors. There will be, be evangelists and teachers in this organization. You belong somewhere. We want to, we, you know, and we'll see what God does. He, you know, he may not do that, but I, I would suspect that probably he will. So Zion is getting ready to travail. A whole nation. My Lord and my God. Jeremiah 29. Now this goes back to something here that we mentioned this afternoon. Jeremiah 29, 13 and 14. He says here in the 13th verse of the 29th chapter of Jeremiah, And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Now, many of us have read that, but what we, we don't understand. What does it mean to search for him with all of your heart? Listen up. It doesn't mean you're going to run around looking, looking back here, looking back there. It means that you're, with all your heart, you're going to do all that he has commanded you to do. You're going to have repented for not following after him in the way that he wants to be wants you to follow after him. That is searching for him with all your heart. You're going to learn to fast, you're going to learn to pray, you're going to learn to to understand that this God demands of his people. This isn't, you know, I I've said over and over there's only two things free in this this whole thing with the Lord God. Salvation, the infillment of the Holy Ghost. Everything else you're going to work your hiney off for. And yet somehow people don't understand that. Somehow people, bless God, get to thinking, oh, well, you, well, you know. And it's not uncommon for us to think that somehow we're just a little bit better than the person we're sitting next to. Well, God loves me just a... <laughs> I can get away with a little, few more things, I mean, after all. No, we can't, can we? We're all judged the same by God, and we're all judged by His Word. And when this thing is over, that's all that will be there. But His Word will what? Endureth forevermore. Why did He say that? Because He knew that, bless God, that it is His Word that we have to turn to to be guided by. He brought this Word forth for us to do what? To come on in? Absolutely. Now, the 14th verse, And I, I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from the nations and from, and from all the places where I have driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. Now, you see, he goes right back again, the prophet, Jeremiah. And he says, look, if you're going to seek me, Seek me, meaning the Lord God, with all of your heart, you're going to find me. And he said, and he goes on and says here, and he said, I will gather you. 
So the key is to seek him through obedience unto what? Torah, unto the covenant, unto the testimony of his holy son, Yeshua. That's exactly what it says in the book of Revelation. And so when we begin to understand that, then he says this. He's going to gather you from all the nations and from all the places whether you have been driven. We were driven. We were driven out by God himself to the uttermost four corners of this earth, neither to be known by the language we speak or the color of our skin. But the Lord God said there would come a time. Now, here's the way it's going to happen. During the time of your visitation, you're going to say, oh, my, what have I done? How come they didn't tell me about the, about the Holy Covenant? Why, why didn't they talk to us about this in the church? Because it had been hidden from the church. The church was supposed to go for a certain amount of time, and then the church age has ended. The time of the Gentiles is over. Why? Because we thought we were Gentiles, and now we know better. And so he would bring us through all of this, and all of a sudden, a nation will be born seemingly overnight. That's us going back to the land. You're in the book. We made the book. And I'm sure old Jeremiah just thrilled over all that. We made the book. He says, I will gather you from where you've been driven. I'll bring you again to the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. Which is what? Israel. So there is something getting big, ready to happen. You ever hear of the Big Bang Theory? You know, the one that science used? Well, there's a Big Bang Theory here happening, folks. Bang, we're going back to Israel. Bang, it's going to be like the Garden of Eden. Bang. The hand of the Lord God will be upon us forevermore. Do you see how thrilling that is? We are about to once again go back to the land of our forefathers. We're about to receive everything that they had and then some. Exciting. Let's go tomorrow. Now it's not time. Get over there tomorrow. Judah will be wanting to punch us in the nose. Or we'll be punching them in the nose. Brother Judah will put his arms out, put them around our necks. Tears will flow out of his eyes down on our shoulders because we are the salvation of Judah. And that day is at hand. That hour is upon you and I. Jeremiah 31. Nice of me to just do that, that one that close, right? 31.1. Jeremiah 31.1. At the same time, saith the Lord, will I be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. See, we haven't all been his people. He drove us out. He said, I won't know, you won't be known by the tongue that you speak nor the color of your skin. But now he's, now he's, you see, he's a merciful God, loving, kind. 
Thus saith the Lord, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness, even Israel, when I went to cause him to rest. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Again, I will build thee, and thou shalt be built, O virgin of, our, of Israel. Thou shalt again be adorned with thy tabrets, and shalt go forth in the dances of them that make merry. Thou shalt yet plant vi uh, vines upon the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant, and shall eat them as common things. And there shall be a day that the watchman upon Mount Ephraim shall cry, Arise ye, and let us go up to Zion unto the Lord God. Isn't that going to be something? For thus saith the Lord, Sing with gladness for Jacob, and shout among the chiefs of nations, Publish ye, praise ye, and say, O God, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. The remnant of Israel? That does something to me. That does something to me. Say, I am the remnant of all of Israel. Do you know how many generations the Lord God has waited to hear that? Many, many generations. Did Jeremiah know? Only by faith is a prophet. He prophesied what was God told him to prophesy. That's all there was to it. And my goodness gracious, he says, and he brings forth. Now, let me tell you something, remnant of Israel. Behold, I will bring them from the north country and gather them from the coast of the earth and with them, uh, with them the blind and the lame the woman with child and, and her that travaileth with child together, a great company shall return thither. What's this all about? It's everybody. If you're blind, you're going. You're lame, you're going. See, I said in the beginning, uh, this is going to take millions upon millions and billions of dollars. And I know that. Now, I don't have that tree out back that, that grows that kind of money. Okay. <laughs> But let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Once this thing gets to a certain place, to 100,000, there will be millions of dollars coming in that will be placed into the fund to take everybody home. Nobody is going to be left back that doesn't want to go. Nobody. Well, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't afford it. You'll go. It, is, it, it isn't whether, well, now, I don't know whether we got enough for your ticket. No, no. Everybody goes home. Isn't that nice? Is it scriptural? Amen. So you see, there's going to be some of them that are going to be lame. Some of them are going to be blind. Then when we get them there, we're going to have a deliverance meeting. Isn't that just like a prophet? You know? One time, one time I, I got—I said I wasn't going to tell a story, but I got to tell this one. 
one time in, in this church synagogue, a gal came in and she had a, I think it was her son that was deaf and dumb. And she could sign, okay? And so she wanted to come up here, and when the, when the band sang, and she wanted to sign, so that I, I'm thinking it was her child. It may, may have been, you know, she may have been an aunt or something. But anyway, she had a, a child with her, and she wanted to do the signing. And I said, I said, sister, this is a deliverance church. I said, if the child can't hear or talk, bring the child in the line. Then you won't have to do whatever that is you do. <laughs> she got mad and she went home. She came back. Sure enough, God delivered the boy. And she didn't have to sign. Amen? Boy, to know our God. Amen? To know that He's more than able. He is more than able. And He's going to stay more than able. Amen? Now, uh, let's see. Ninth verse. They shall come with weeping and with supplication. Will I lead them? What do you suppose will come with, with weeping? Happiness. The whole idea, we're about to go put our feet on the richest and the greatest plot of land in this world. Not just to go say, oh, I've been there, but we are about to live there forevermore. And like I said, we're going, to, we're going to kill the fatted cow, and there's going to be a party going to happen that's going to go on for a long time. Hallelujah. I will be there. You will be there. Huh? And a whole lot of other people's going to be there. <laughs> well, did anybody find anybody they didn't want to live next to? <laughs> I thought, now, I shouldn't have really said that because people are going to have out a piece of paper saying, I'm not living next to her, not living next to him. And what you don't know, they're probably writing the same thing down about you. So, I, I, <laughs> so I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's just forget that part, okay? We'll draw lots and numbers and, and, and just love each other anyway. Praise be to God. Now, and he said, I will, leave, I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way. Wherein they shall not stumble, for I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Now listen, now he's saying, I won't let you stumble. Are we stumbling around in the world of the church? Absolutely we're stumbling. You get this all put together and do right. He said, yeah, I won't even let you stumble. He'll hold you upright. Let you walk by the waters. Oh, that's something, isn't it? Then he goes ahead in the 10th verse says, Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, and declare it to the isles afar off, and say, He that scattereth Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd doth his flock. For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. 
Wow. Boy, it gets better and better. Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy 30. Praise be to the name of our Lord. Praise be to the Holy One of all of Israel. Praise be to Him. The excitement? Wow. It would be so much easier if I could tell you the date. I can't tell you anything I don't know. I'm such a blabbermouth if I knew I'd tell you. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I will. No, I, no, no yep. I might as well tell you. Only the Father knows the time and the seasons. Don't let anybody deceive you into thinking that, bless God, that they know. They can't know. That's given to the Father to know. If you'll keep that in mind, that, that, that's going to be somewhat help. Real, I, you know, I do realize that me being quite a leader, I don't, you know, if, what's going to happen next? I don't know. Wait a minute, you're the leader. You're supposed to know something. I don't know very much. I know I'm chosen to take you back to the land of our forefathers. I know that I can teach you the revelation knowledge of life of God's Word toward that if you will adhere unto it. I know that I can bring you to a place and teach you how to bring the anointing full turn in your life. How to cause you, bless God, to walk upright before this Lord, our God. How to keep the Holy Covenant. I can teach you how, bless God, to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. I can teach you all those aspects and even more. But you have to be willing. You have to decide. And as long as you think you know everything, guess what? I can't teach you a cock-eyed thing. Love that word, cock-eyed. I'd like to know who came up with that. If I ever find out, I'm going to write him a letter. Okay? I'm going to write him a letter. Deuteronomy 31, And it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon thee, the blessings and the curses, or the curse, which I have set before thee, that thou shalt call them to mine among all the nations where the Lord thy God hath driven thee. Now listen, what is now happening? Folks, this is end-time stuff. This prophecy, this that was written, is now at hand. He said it shall. He didn't say it might. He said it's going to come to pass that the blessing and the curse which I set before thee, that thou shalt call them to mine among all the nations, where the Lord thy God hath driven thee. We are to bring that what? We are to bring that and say, look, what did I teach you out of Deuteronomy 28? What did I teach you if you would observe and do all that is written in God's commandments? All these blessings will literally hunt you down and overtake you. And then I taught you what was going to happen if you didn't do that, that all those curses that followed from, I think, verse 15 through 60. Uh, 60 some, 68 or whatever that is, are going to what? They're going to overtake you. Blessing and cursing has been set before us. And God said, you choose. Now what's being said here is, then those that have been driven out, we've been driven out, then we are to tell the people 
Now, this is when the enlightening comes as we have sought the Lord God with all of our heart. We're keeping his holy commandments and walking upright before him. Now, we are to tell what? We need to tell the rest of the churches what I used to tell you. Tomorrow morning, all those curses in Deuteronomy 28 from 15 down through, I think, again, 68, are going to be set next to each other in these churches throughout North America and this world. Now, I'm fulfilling that because I'm telling them that. Now, if you want the curses, you can have the curses. But there are those, that bless God, that have repented and come out of this thing that now can say, let me tell you about the blessings. But yet, again, the church didn't want to ever, ever believe that there was any way in the world that they could be cursed because we got Jesus. You'll not find anything like that in the Scriptures. There's nothing to be found that will even remotely let you take it and twist it around and make it be like that. The fact of it is the Lord God, and He is prophesying, and He's coming forth out of the belly of the prophet, and He's saying just exactly that. Second verse, And shall return to the Lord thy God, and shall obey His voice according to all. You need to circle the word all that I command thee this day. Thou and thy children with all thine heart and with all thy soul. There's the key. With all your heart, with all your soul. See, that's the reason I said the the reason Americans have such a tough time with the message that God gave the prophet is this. You're too wrapped up into the world. You're too wrapped up in, well, I would have studied or prayed last night, but you know what? I had... uh, Wilbur 9973, you know that sitcom come on this week, got to watch it. Or how about, uh, how about the thing that uh, is, uh, is on that's such a big thing? What do they call that? Uh, watch, you know, this music talent, they come up and they sing. Oh, I call that American Idiot, okay? <laughs> well, you know, n- n- and folks, see, that's the reason Americans have such a time with this. The reason I love the third world, they don't have all this garbage. They don't have television. They don't have radios. They don't have cars. They don't even have... Somebody said, one, one, one brother said to me, and I'm not sure where I was at, probably in Africa, and he said to me, he said, well, well he said, you know, we don't have any money to buy wood to have far at night, so I can't read. I said, well, that's perfect. You just pray through the night. You read during the day. Okay. But, you know, we have too many excuses, don't we? Uh-huh. We don't, we don't, you know. And, you know, I've told all of you over and over again, you're going to make this a way of life or it's going to run over you like a Mack truck. It isn't a game. It's not an exercise and whatever. This is a way of life. It's life or death. You choose. You have to make that choice. You're only going to get out of this what you put in it, brothers and sisters. If you're going to get 20% in, you're not going to get the 20% out. And some of you, bless God, don't know what it is to seek the Lord thy God through the Word and through fasting and through prayer day after day after day. You know what gets happening? You get tired. You get weary and well-doing. Huh? Yeah, folks, I've been there. I told you, you want to learn to pray? Set your alarm for 2.30 in the morning and get up and pray an hour. And you know what's going to happen to you? 
You might go make that two or three days because you're excited. Maybe maybe make a whole week. The next week, every time you get up and go to pray, you're going to wake up hearing yourself snore. How do you know that, prophet? Been there and done it. Remember, remember that all-night prayer meeting we was going to have, huh? At Pentecostal church, <laughs> was all sleeping, snoring there in an hour or so. You're going to have to want this more than anything anything that you've ever wanted. You're going to have to seek after this fine silver and fine gold, as the scriptures say. But you know what America is? Well, if you want me to give it to me, I'll, I'll take it. This you are going to give everything that's in you to get. You've just not figured it out, America. You get you somehow. Oh my! I'm so anointed. Well, let me tell you something, how anointed you are. You're so anointed that, bless God, nothing ever happens in your lives except you hear your mouth jack up and down about all that God showed you or told you. That's how anointed you are. And that is sickening in itself. Why? Because that's not what's going to take you through in this thing. I prophesied that as this day approached, probably back in the 70s, I prophesied that as this day that we're now in, the visitation, did approach and come on us, that as we gathered ourselves up and and went back to Israel, now listen to me, that even the children would lay hands on the sick and they would recover. Some of your children are going to have more anointing than you've got. If you don't seek the Lord God with everything that's in you, the Lord God will bypass you. He will pass over you. He is waiting now for you. He's waiting to see out of all that we are gathering around North America, who's going to stand up, who's going to take the rightful place, and who is going to sell out to the Lord our God. And make it a way of life and not just something to do on Wednesday night and twice on Sunday. Who's going to volunteer for this army? And who's going to stand back and say, well, let somebody else do it? That seems to be, <laughs> that seems to be the end of the matter, doesn't it? Now, let's see. I was getting, I was out. Okay. That the Lord thy God will turn captive and come compassion on the third verse upon thee and return and gather thee from all the nations where the Lord thy God hath scattered thee. Have we been scattered? Yes. If any of thine, thine be driven out into the uttermost parts of heaven, from thence will the Lord thy God gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee. And the Lord thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it. And he will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers. In other words, we're going to have more than our forefathers ever dreamed of having. Wow. Kind of sounds like Job, doesn't it? We're going to have more than they had. What did they have? They had everything. As long as they served the Lord thy God, they had everything. How are we going to have more? What can more be? Think about it. We're going to have more than they had. Whew! Going to be a ride, folks. 
It's going to be a ride like, bless God, that we could never, ever imagine. Go to Isaiah 10. Three verses. Isaiah 10, 20. And it shall come to pass in that day that the remnant of Israel, hello, remnant, and such as are escaped of the house of Jacob shall no more again stay upon him that, that, that smote them, but shall stay upon the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. In truth, the remnant shall return, even the remnant of Jacob, unto the mighty God. For though thy people Israel be as the sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return. Now, I want to stop there. We are what? It was told with Abraham, and your children will be as the sand of the sea. So all the children of Israel ask the sand of the sea, what is a remnant? It's just part of. That's the reason there will be a remnant come out of the church. Not all the church. All the church, for the most part, is the ten lost tribes of Israel, the house of Ephraim. But they're not going to come out. Why? Because here it has been prophesied by the prophet, and he's saying that there will be a remnant of them shall return. So it's not going to be everybody that's going to return. It's going to be a remnant. It's going to be those that bless God that understand when the day of their visitation came. It's going to be those that bless God that had eyes to hear. Uh, eyes to hear. Eyes to see and ears to hear. That would be a deal, wouldn't it? Maybe that's the more God's talking about here, all right? Man, my eyes were hearing today. Woo! Well, let's put it one, one way. There's a few of us in this room that's a little dull of hearing anyway, with spiritually speaking, all right? That goes on to say, the consumption decree shall overflow with righteousness. Turn with to Ezekiel 34. The promises, the promises, the promises. Now, 34.11. This God is relentless in the love that he has for his children. He's relentless. God doesn't give up. He said, my, my covenant, he said, I will never break. The only way the covenant gets broken is you break it. Okay? He didn't break it. But he said, now look, dummy, if you'll just repent and come back to me, we can start over again with the covenant. And many and most of you in this room have done that with this prophet. We have returned to the covenant of the Lord God. Now, Ezekiel 34:11. For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. So he's going to do what? He's going to seek, search and seek the sheep out. Who's the sheep? Us, the remnant. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that, that he is among the sheep that are scattered. Now, see, again, he comes right back and he points it out so you can't misunderstand who the sheep he's looking for. It's those that he scattered. Who did he scatter? He scattered the ten lost tribes of Israel. Okay? He scattered us. So will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. He said, I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to bring them all. I'm going to seek them out wherever they're at. 
I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land and feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers and all that the inhabited places of the country. Boy, I love that. He said, I'm going to bring them. I'm going to bring them. I'm going to bring them. I'm going to gather them from all from the countries, and that's an S. And I'll bring them to their own land, which is where? Israel. And then he says, I'm going to feed them. Fourteen, I will feed them in a good pasture, and upon high mountains of Israel shall their fold be. There shall they lie in a good fold, and in a fat pasture shall they feed upon the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock, and I will cause them to lie down, saith the Lord God. I will seek that which was lost, and bring again that which was driven away, and will bind up that which was broken, and will strengthen that which was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them with judgment. Now, what's he talking about? I'll destroy the fat and the strong. All, all, the, the ones that feel that they're stronger than we are, the ones that aren't the remnant, the church that pointing the finger and wagging it, okay, that have judged. He said, I, he said I, I, I will do this thing. I will do this thing. And you know something? God is more than capable of being able to do this thing. Now, as he says, and goes on to say in the 15th verse, 17th verse, I'm sorry, And as for you, O my flock, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I judge between cattle and cattle and between rams and, and, and the he-goats. So he said, I'm going to judge. He's never going to quit judging. Okay? Now, Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23. Good stuff. Good stuff. Boy, I'll tell you what. Woo! To think God's got this already written in the book. But it isn't a surprise. But who would dare teach such a thing? Who would dare preach such a thing? I'll tell you who would. Only a prophet. Because the time's upon it. Like I said, we, we are at the time of the visitation of God. I go to these cities, and they just go, you know, well, I don't think he's a real prophet. If he is, tell him to come down off that tree. Huh? Isn't that what they said? Well, if he be God, just have him now come down off that tree, and then we'll all believe it. That's what they said. And you know what? They're still trying to do that today. What did the Lord say? Blessed are those that can believe and never have seen. Blessed are those that are able to do what? Conceive this thing into their hearts and say, I believe that. You know what one of the real problems is? People cannot, bless God, do anything on their own. They can't hear and, and see the things of God and receive them. They're too busy trying to do what? They're too busy trying to prove something else. And I'm not even sure what all that is that they're busy trying to prove, okay? Now, Jeremiah 23. Did you get there? First verse. Woe unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of God against the pastors that feed my people. Ye have scattered my flock, 
driven them away, and have visited and not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, saith the Lord. That is the pastors of the churches, all right? I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries, whether I have driven them, and will bring them again to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them, shall, and shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and the king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is the name whereby that we shall be called the Lord our righteous. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that, that, will, that shall no more say, The Lord liveth, which brought the children Israel out of the land of Egypt. And but, or but, I'm sorry, the Lord liveth, which brought up, which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country, and from the countries whither I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land safely. Now, as we read in Jeremiah before, to reiterate and to strengthen these scriptures. God's not made any mistakes. He's telling us what he's about to do. Did this make any sense to the generation behind us? Not a bit. Not one bit. Why? There was no prophet in the land to speak. There was nobody that blessed God. But why? Because the time wasn't there. And then all of a sudden, the Lord God spent how many years developing. Like I said, I've had vision since I was eight years old. I have heard the audible voice of God for 27, 28 years when the anointing comes upon me out of the 30-some that I've ministered. It isn't, as I said, a game. It's not something, bless God, to try. But it's exciting to know that we're in the midst of it. It's exciting to know that, bless God, that this thing has been given to our generation and then there's the other side. It scares the socks off of me to think it's us. I'm not worthy, Lord. Neither were they. Do you think Peter and the boys were worthy? Do you think they thought that all they had to do was walk out here and speak the name of Yeshua and all was going to be all right? No. No, they, 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 the socks were scared off of them too. Do you know why they did what they did? Because they believed the Word. It's not by strength and it's not by might, saith the Lord, but it's by my Spirit. We are no better and no different than they are. We are just a generation chosen from the foundations of the world to be on this earth at this time to do something very exciting for God. Okay? That will be very exciting for us. What is the end of the matter of all this? We have come to the end of the time. We have come, and we will write the amen at the end of the book of Acts. We will be spoken about around the council fires in heaven itself. The prophets will come and sit with us and ask, how did it all turn out? Did you fulfill what God prophesied out of my belly?
and we're going to say yay, and then some. You hear me? We're going to say yay, and then some. Do we know where we're going? We don't need to know. We know where we're going. Do we know how we're going? We don't need to know how we're going to get there. God has a plan for that, too. He never starts something without what? Being able to finish it. Amen? Isaiah 27. And I think this part's real exciting. Isaiah 27, 12 and 13. 27, 12 and 13. The book of Isaiah. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall beat off from the, the channels of the river into the stream of Egypt and shall be gathered one by one, ye children of Israel. One by one. Not 10,000, but 10,000. Not a hundred at a time. Now, and it shall come to pass in that day that the great trumpet shall be blown, and they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria, and the outcasts of the land of Egypt, and shall worship the Lord in the holy mount of Jerusalem. But I want you to get a hold of the fact that he will bring us one by one. Now, get a hold of this, fellowships. There's not exactly a rush of people coming in. But he's going to bring them one to one. If you don't, if you don't get weary and well-doing, if you don't lay down on the job, he is going to bring in and fill up. And like I said, as you, as you begin to come on with the things of God more and more and more, then the Lord God is going to be able to do more and more and more through you and the fellowship, okay? Let, let, let's, go, uh, let's go to, uh, let me see, uh, Isaiah 43. All of this, you know, is, is, so, is so grand because, it, you know, it, it's into this thing. It just goes deeper and it goes deeper and it goes deeper. And there's more and more and more satisfaction of God's Word coming forth saying, Yes, I am able and I will do. Isaiah 43. We're going to go 8 through 13. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf people that have ears. Let all nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled who among them can declare this and show us former things. Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be, may be justified or let them hear and say, it is truth. Boy, that's, you know, he's, he's saying a mouthful here. Let all nations be gathered together. Let the people be assembled who among them can declare this. Declare what? The greatness of this God that we serve. Let them bring forth their witnesses. Well, I bless God, you know, that's, that, that's, what, that's what we need to start doing. We need to bless God to bring forth the witnesses of, hey, you know, I'm going to tell you something. We had prayer tonight. This happened and that happened. Bring them forth, bring them forth, bring them forth. Are you my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen? And ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he before me. There was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. 
I have declared and have saved. I have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am he, and there is none that can, that, that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? Go to verse 18. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall it be not knowing it? Uh, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers and the deserts. The beasts of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I have gave give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. That's us. Remember not the former things. Don't 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 remember. He said, let me tell you something. Don't think of the things of old. Don't consider them any longer. Get your eyes on what God is about to do. That's what the, that's what the prophet is saying. See, there's too many of us living in churches or in churches living in the past. I can't tell you how many churches through the years that I've gone in and people come up to me and say, well, you know, we had a miracle here back in 20 years ago. I know I told the story that I was sitting in a restaurant right here in this little old town, and, and I was talking to another preacher, and a, a sister came in from a Pentecostal church and noticed me and walked over, and she said, Prophet, she said, we almost had a miracle at our church tonight. I could have cried. What is an almost miracle? Well, somebody almost got out of a wheelchair. That's sad, isn't it? But you see, those are the former things. God's doing a new thing. God's going to raise up a mighty people that, bless God, is going to show forth His power in such a way that it cannot be denied. And you're part of that. If you'll just give up and give in and let God. But you have to be instructed. You have to have somebody to be able to do what? To love you enough to tell you when you're wrong. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer request. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.